Welcome to Positively Leading, the podcast that's all about helping you grow your resilience, leadership and influence. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Howling, and each week we will be diving into a variety of topics related to leadership, communication and personal growth. From feedback and accountability to diversity and inclusion, we'll explore the skills and strategies that you need to become a more effective leader. So whether you are looking to improve your communication skills, build strong relationships with your team, or simply become more confident in your role, join me on this journey of growth and discovery, and let's get positively leading. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Positively Leading. It's actually the last one of 2023, because I'm going to be taking a break and recording over Christmas. So I thought I would do a Christmassy-ish one. And I can't quite believe, actually, that it is December already and that we are hurtling towards the end of term, Christmas and 2024. And so many leaders, including myself, were just exhausted at the moment, right? And I remember this time well as a senior leader and also as a teacher too. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, this term is the longest one. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then it's the end of a long year for you. But either way, December, with Christmas events taking place, what seems like every day, it can feel exhausting. And then when you actually get to the holiday itself, Christmas can be stressful too. Shopping, the never-ending to-do list, travel, dinner with family that you may or may not get on with. (laughs) So with this in mind, this episode is full of strategies and suggestions to help you keep calm through Christmas. And the key point of this is so that you can get the break that you need and truly rest, and truly restore. And because I'm going to take a break in recording episodes over the holidays, I'm actually going to be signposting to you through today's episode some earlier ones that you might want to listen to, either for the first time or, in fact, again. So with this in mind, my first strategy is to actually head to episode eight. Now, the reason for this is because it's a whole episode that's devoted to helping you rest and recharge. It's called Disconnect and Recharge, Five Strategies for Leaders to Get the Most from Their Holidays. And even though I wrote it and and recorded it, thinking about the summer holidays, it's just as relevant for every holiday because I cover why taking a break is so important, what the benefits are to you, not just in terms of health and well-being, but actually your leadership as well. And then five, really important strategies that help you to go on holiday and come back feeling rested, restored and revitalized. So that's number one. Head to episode eight and have a listen to that one. Now, number two is to ditch the shoulds. I think we can often be pulled in so many different directions. And and I think there's a lot of pressure for Christmas to be perfect or perhaps to do what others want. And we can feel like we should look forward to something, or we should cook the most amazing dinner, or we should go visit family. And shoulds are, in my humble opinion, a fast track to feelings of obligation and guilt. So ditch the shoulds and swap the should for could. So instead of I should have the tree up and decorated and I should have all the presents wrapped by Monday, say, well, I could have the tree up and presents wrapped by Monday. And just see how that feels. I often find that when I swap should for could, the pressure lessens and I can actually start to see the things that matter most to me 
and what I actually want to do. So ditch the shoulds and swap a should for a could and just try that on for size and see the difference that little tiny shift in language can make to how you're feeling. Now, the third strategy or the third tip, if you like, is to set effective boundaries. And this is to help you manage through the holiday period. Now, when you look at setting great boundaries, there are three core components to focus on. One, the actual setting of them. And that's you know what, what you want to say, what you want to um, talk about, what benefits do you want to have from setting these boundaries. The second is communicating them clearly. And the third is actually managing them. And that includes when people don't respond well or at all to the boundaries you've set. So three things, set boundaries, communicate them and manage them. And I always like to anchor my boundaries to my values. So if we think about this for the holidays, if one of your values is family, family time, then having a boundary around when you will and won't work or do something else that actually protects family time might be really important to you. So the more you can anchor your boundaries into your values, the easier it is not only to set them, but then to manage them. And your ability to say no is going to be key to the ability to manage your boundaries effectively. So we often say yes or maybe when actually what we really want to do is say no. So we need to build up that boundary setting muscle and tapping into values can help with this, as can practicing responses. So if you're asked to do something rather than having to think things up on the moment, on the spur of the moment, you could say and practice. I can't do that this time, but I'd love to see you after Christmas. And just practice saying it, practice in front of the mirror. It sounds a little bit daft, but actually the more comfortable you can be with saying no and you know in advance, then it makes it much easier in the moment when you might be feeling the pressure to say yes and to do something you don't really want to do. Now, some other episode recommendations for you here. So from an authentic leadership and values perspective, you might want to listen or re-listen to episode four. What is authentic leadership and why does it matter? Or episode 16, which is about the power of values, how you can lead with authenticity and purpose. And there's actually a free resource with that episode as well that can help you to uncover and live and lead from your values too. And then from a setting boundary perspective, and this is in both leadership and in life, may I point you to episode six and episode seven because it's two-part series on building braver and better boundaries, how to set boundaries as a leader. So that's episode four, 16, and then six and seven for boundaries. And boundaries really are important for protecting the things that matter most to us. And that actually includes ourselves. So boundaries is strategy number three. Now, the fourth tip for keeping calm at Christmas is to manage your conversations. Now, family get-togethers can be a perfect recipe, I find, for difficult conversations. You know, you might be dreading sitting next to Great Aunt Hilda, whose political views are the complete opposite of yours, and you know that she's going to share them, and probably loudly. Or perhaps it's your brother, who, even though you love him dearly, never seems to listen to anything that you say and always seems to interrupt you. Now, having these kinds of conversations is just as uncomfortable and challenging, sometimes more so than having these conversations at work. So again, like boundaries, practice some chosen phrases in advance. Even if it's something simple like, I'd rather not talk about that, thank you. 
and practice, practice, practice. Now, if you want to know more about having uncomfortable conversations, you might want to listen to episode 18 and 19. Episode 18 is about how to have powerful, positive and productive feedback conversations. And episode 19 is about how to get better at receiving feedback. And there are lots of great strategies and structures in those that, yes, they might be set from a workplace perspective, but actually there are lots of great strategies and structures that can help you over the holidays as well as work. Now, the fifth idea is for when you're feeling overwhelmed or you're struggling to get things done. Now, I love a good to-do list. There's too many people that I work with. But sometimes when we make a to-do list, it can be really overwhelming because it just seems never ending. So instead of a to-do list, make a ta-da list. And this is where you list all the tasks that you've actually completed, no matter how small. It could be taking the bins out. It might be writing three Christmas cards. It could be wrapping two presents. Write it all down and celebrate all achievements and give yourself credit for it all. Quite often we can get overwhelmed with everything that we need to do and we forget actually the things that we've done. So this is about celebrating yourself, the things that you've done, and also rewiring our brain for celebration while we're doing it. So make a to-do list instead of a to-do list. Again, it's just like one little letter that can make all the difference. Ta-da instead of to-do. <laughs> now, the sixth and the seventh, these are the final strategies, and these are actually focused on relaxing and rejuvenating through the festive period. Now, the sixth one is to have mindful moments. So research shows that we've got around 60,000 thoughts as minimum during the course of a day, which is more than one thought every two seconds. And this means that attention is going to wander all the time. You might have heard of the phenomenon of the monkey mind with our minds jumping all around all over the place like monkeys do. Now, when our monkey minds are distracted and they're flitting about, then our body can get flooded with that stress hormone cortisol. And over time, that's not great for health. And this is where mindfulness can come in. And this can help us to direct our attention and look after our mental health and well-being and our energy. Now, if we're thinking about Christmas in particular, it's so easy to get caught up in the chaos and not actually be truly present in the moment. So mindfulness can help us appreciate all that we have and enjoy everything a little bit more that the season can bring with it. So put down your phone, take some deep breaths and truly tune in to what's happening and savour the moment. You might want to try mindful eating which involves pausing before you eat, bringing your attention inward by closing your eyes and breathing slowly in and out of your belly for you know eight to ten deep breaths before you start your meal. Then slow down and put your knife and fork down between each mouthful. Chew lots and notice the different flavours and textures and temperatures of the food. Now, when we take the time to do this, whether it's just being mindful in the moment when we're eating or mindful in the moment in our conversations, those you know, just creating the mindful moments and really tuning into the present can help you to savour each and every experience over Christmas. And then that can help that the joy and the enjoyment can strengthen that and actually can help those feelings to last longer as well. Now, the final tip is to create a restoration toolkit. 
Now, however much time you have over the holidays, the Christmas period can really seem busy and frantic and finding me time or you time can be hard. But remember, it's a key time to rest and restore, ready for the new year. So when we're finding small but mighty ways that help you to prioritise self-care and truly nourish your soul is so important. So again here, just tune in to what gives you energy, what positively impacts you. This is going to be different for everybody listening. And if you also tune in to what actually depletes your energy, what leaves you feeling flat, you know, what does it feel like when you've hit that wall? And really think about what might trigger both of those feelings. You know, what, what are those energy givers for you and the depleters? Because the more we're able to tune into this and grow this self-awareness, the better. And then when we have that self-awareness, we can make a list of all the things that we can put in a restoration toolkit. And that is how can you renew and restore yourself on different levels? Now, it could be something simple like getting an early night. It might be a walk in nature. Now, this is a big one for me because I always forget how great I feel both during the time when I'm out there walking and actually after. So even though it sounds like something so small, writing it down in my toolkit can help me to remember how good it feels. And then when I'm actually out there, I'm making sure that I'm mindful and truly in the moment when I'm walking as well. Now, it, you might also have on your list in your a restoration toolkit, chatting to a friend or turning up the music and dancing around the room or singing, or it might be something a little bit calmer, maybe like a calming cup of tea or an afternoon nap, whatever works for you. But making sure that you recognize that that me time is really important for resting and restoring. So there you have it. Seven strategies or suggestions for a calming, restorative Christmas. The first one is listen to episode eight, Disconnect and Recharge, the five strategies for leaders to get the most from their holidays. The second, ditch the shoulds. The third, set effective boundaries. The fourth, manage your conversations. The fifth, make a to-do list, not a to-do list. Six, have mindful moments. And then seven, create your own personal restoration toolkit. And just one of these can make a huge difference, but combining two or more can be even more powerful for you. Now, I am wishing you the most wonderful, wonderful Christmas and a very happy new year. And until then, keep on positively leading. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Positively Leading. I hope you found it helpful in your journey to becoming a better leader. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback not only helps me grow, but also helps others discover the podcast and join our community of positive leaders. And if you'd like to work with me, you can head over to sarahowling.com to find out how. Thanks once again for listening. And remember, the world needs more brilliant leaders just like you. So keep on positively leading.